Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, everybody? Friday! Friday! June 11th, straight fire off a fun night in the association. Also, big college football news. And we got a great guest coming up. It's a monster podcast. I'll just say off the top, the college football news going to potentially a 12-team playoff. Obviously, I like it. The more, the merrier. More football. Everybody wins. But it's not a done deal yet, so I'm not ready to dive in, especially with Two relatively close NBA games last night. So we'll do plenty of college football uh, coming up, just not today. So I, I, I thought I would, you know, given the way the Bucks barely survived against the Nets, and by the way, I plan on putting my house, you know, I'm a renter obviously out here in LA, but I would bet my house that the Nets win and cover the next game. Um, the way the Bucks barely survived, I don't think there's a storyline there. Like, I mean, the Nets were terrible. Still had a chance to send it to overtime on a Kevin Durant three where he was double teamed. Um, you know, Joe Harris was awful. Kyrie was invisible in the fourth. The storyline today in sports is what the hell happened to the Clippers in game two against the Jazz. The Clippers folded like a 
like a card table. It was embarrassing. Folks, my guy Damon Jones, if you're listening, where was your boy Kawhi? Where was your boy Ty Lue? What the hell happened in the fourth quarter? Obviously, the Jazz win. Donovan Mitchell, for the second straight game, was the best player on the floor. Rob G, we can we can say this right now. Coming into the series, who's the best player in the series? Kawhi Leonard, best two-way. Okay, who's second? Well, Paul George, maybe Donovan Mitchell. Uh, uh, you know, th- there's some way, two, three. Rob, there is no debate, okay? Through two games, through 96 minutes of basketball, unequivocally, the best player in Jazz Clippers is Donovan Mitchell. There's no debate, right? Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. I- I'm sorry, guys. I know that everybody was all like, oh, Kawhi was so amazing against the Mavericks. Let's be real here. Kawhi Leonard was awful in the fourth quarter. He was Houdini. He vanished. You could not find him. Kawhi Leonard in the fourth quarter, one for four, took one shot in the final seven minutes. And by the way, that was on somebody, I think one of the more the Morris twin missed yet another three. Okay. Why he's shooting so many shots in the fourth quarter, only Ty Lu knows. And Kawhi had like a tip-in opportunity and that missed. That was his only shot in the final seven minutes. If this guy's such a superstar, why is he deferring like this in the fourth quarter? Does he not want the Rudy Gobert smoke? He's not even attacking the rim. Morris, who we'll get to in a second, okay? Morris, in the series shooting three, it's only two games, one of 14. He hit seven in game seven. Fluky shit against the Mavericks. And I don't mean to drop an obscenity this early in the pod, but yeah, I'm a little pissed. I lost some money on the clips. I thought they could have at least covered three. And Kawhi Leonard deferring was embarrassing. And I don't know how we can continue to call this guy week in and week out. Oh, he's a leader. He's one of the best two-way players. We get it. He's a good player. But he's, don't mention Kawhi Leonard in the same sentence as LeBron James, okay? LeBron will put it on his back and carry the team, win, lose, or draw. Kawhi, he doesn't even want it to smoke from the Jazz. I'm going I'm to run you through this, okay? The Clippers take a lead, 101-99, on a Reggie Jackson three. By the way, Reggie Jackson uh, was, the, was basically the Clippers' best player in game two. 29 points, uh, four of eight from three. Basically carried him in the fourth. Paul George was pretty good, 27-10. and 10. Kawhi Leonard was on a milk carton in the fourth quarter. Here's what happens after the Clippers take a 101-99 lead. Nick Batum misses a three. Paul George hits two free throws. Morris missed three. Patrick Beverly, who's back, I guess, now for reasons that I can't explain, he missed a three. Morris, another missed three. Patrick Beverly, another miss. Morris, another missed three. Kawhi misses a tip, and then Joe Ingles hits a three, and the Jazz go from down two to up ten. Where was Ty Lue? His rotations are just I'm mind-boggling. Like I don't know what exactly Ty Lue's doing. It's like he's grasping at straws here. And mind you, the Jazz are without Mike Conley, who you could say is their third or fourth best player. He's a point guard. I, I've seen things that he's their second best defender after Rudy Gobert. That's up for debate, the way Bogdanovich played defense against Kawhi. My gosh. Um, so in the fourth quarter, like we know last time out that Luke Kennard got absolutely torched by Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell was matchup hunting the former Duke star. Once again, Luke Kennard was on the floor in the fourth quarter. But so was Patrick Beverly. Like, what are we doing here? Patrick Beverly, 21 minutes, 0 for 5. 0 for 5 shooting. Terrence Mann, I don't know why he's not playing. I'm telling you, Ty Lue, for all these great adjustments that he allegedly made, Rob, against the Mavs, and really, 
when you're down 0-2, losing the first two at home, you don't really have a choice. You have to make massive adjustments. He inserted Terrence Mann a lot. That worked. Great call. He pulled Patrick Beverly. Well, now he's down 0-2 to the Jazz. He has tried Patrick Beverly. He has tried Luke Kennard. He hasn't really tried Mann. I, I would assume Terrence Mann will get a lot of run in Game 3. But bottom line, who the hell's going to guard Donovan Mitchell? Let's put this to bed now, okay? Paul George is no longer an elite defender. Luka Doncic lit him up like a Christmas tree last round. And Donovan Mitchell is putting him through the ringer, just going to work. Donovan Mitchell, 37 points. He did only have 10 in the second half. But when Jordan Clarkson, former Laker, Rob G. Thank you. Jordan Clarkson. When Thank Jordan you. Clarkson is pumping in 24, six of nine from three, the Jazz made 23 pointers. You're not winning that game. Rob, I, this is going to pain you to say this, but I was at a bar watching this with a couple buddies. And I said to my man, Dan, yo, I'd rather have Jordan Clarkson than Dennis Schroeder. Did you have that thought as you were watching Jordan Clarkson give the Clippers the business? Now, you know what? I'm such a uh, Laker fanboy that my first thought was, there's no reason THT can't become Jordan Clarkson. There's there's, there's no reason. It's totally possible. <laughs> I That's what I was thinking. That irrational confidence that Jordan Clarkson has. <laughs> Honestly, when he gets the ball in his hands and he's on the court, it feels like a shot is going up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thousand percent, and, and and I'm glad that you actually pointed out the Kawhi Leonard situation because we were talking before the pod, and I was like, you know, you could tear down Kawhi, and that's totally justified. The problem is it didn't say anything. But one thing that has been noted in the uh, national media is how poorly the Clippers performed in clutch situations this whole season. Oh yeah. Now it's going to get worse after last night, after what you mentioned, and how they had a two point lead to a ten point deficit you know, in a matter of four minutes. But entering last night's game, you know where the Clippers ranked in clutch time in the postseason I, of the 16 teams? I'm going to guess 14th. 15. Ooh. You know what their offensive rating in clutch situations is? Um, Probably my batting average in, in, middle, in Little League. 15 out of 16, a whopping 61 Oh, gosh. Listen, they don't have a point guard. They are one in four in clutch situations entering last night. So that'll be one in five. Listen, Rob, we can be real. There were two problems all season with the clutch. Well, three. They didn't have a rim protector. They don't have a point guard. And they stunk in the clutch. Okay? Rob, how does this not fall on Ty Lue? Like, I don't want to bring back a guest that quickly. But, like, I mean, I'd love to hear Damon Jones defend Ty Lue in this series so far. I mean, the Clippers have been terrible. In game one, they got the rebound. They could have easily called timeout and set something up. Instead, it's hot potato between Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, let's get it to Morris and his shot got blocked by Gobert. So then in game two, they lead by two with, I think, like five minutes, six minutes left. And what happens? Just a total meltdown. When you got Patrick Beverly and Morris jacking bad shots, Listen, man, I don't know about you, Rob. Every time I play basketball and it's a close game and, you know, we want to win to stay on, I'm cool with the ball going into the hands of the best guy on the, on my team. I get it. You create. Everybody knows you're going to get the ball. You attack the rim, best player on our team, and guess what? I'm okay with you shooting a shot in the lane in traffic 
Or guess what? I will be spotting up ready to hit that shot. But you want to go down with your best player getting a chance. Kawhi Leonard's not taking those chances. I don't know what it is. And like, I mean, he can't play this whole I'm tired card. Like, I, I don't want to hear this garbage, okay? This is this is the playoffs. You sack up and you get out there and you do something. Paul George played 44 minutes. He got nine free throw attempts. He was attacking Gobert. He wasn't afraid. Kawhi Leonard, four free throw attempts. He's not attacking the rim. He's passive as hell. In the series so far, it, again, it's only two games. You never want to overreact. I, I, you know, I, I overreacted a little bit when the Mavs won the first two and then went up 30 to 11 in game three. But Kawhi Leonard has attempted eight free throws in the two games. Guys, Donovan Mitchell has made, oh, has made six threes last night alone. Like, I don't know what Kawhi's doing. I don't know if, if he's just like, I, I just don't get it, Rob. What am I missing with Kawhi Leonard here? Well, what you're missing is he was put in absolute jail by Bojan Bogdanovic in the oh, fourth quarter. Our, our friends over at StatMuse had the, have the information for us. Two points on one of four shooting and two turnovers in the fourth quarter. Kawhi went guarded by Bogdanovich. Wow. Bogdanovich. Lockdown defender, first team all defense. I can't call him the Serbian plumber anymore, can I? No, you cannot. No, I mean, that cannot. was obviously in jest, but like... You know, I mean, how close are we to a Jazz Suns conference finals? Oh, I have a, a couple of bets going with a few people. You know, one of, one of them being our colleague at Fox Sports Radio, uh, Brian No. Me and him have a wing bet going. He has the Clippers. I have the Jazz in this series. You should double down at this point. I mean, no, I mean, maybe I'm going. We don't know how bad Mitchell's hurt. We don't know if Conley's going to play. Would Conley throw off whatever good stuff they've got going on? Um I, I'm just I'm just stunned that the Clippers could look this bad. Every time you want to be, you want to believe, ah, Clippers, they figured it out. They just they shit their pants and they vomit all over themselves. And this is two fourth quarters where man, disappointing. All right, well let's do a couple quick minutes on the Bucks before we get to our guest, uh, Jared Greenberg. You guys probably know the name. He went viral earlier this week for a moment with Kevin Durant. Uh, <laughs> Jared obviously takes us through that. It, listen. Jared Greenberg's a guy on the rise. He does sideline. He does studio. You're going to like it. But quickly, Rob, my biggest takeaway from the Bucs is they got super-duper lucky. Um, and, and and listen, Joe Harris shot one of 11. Kyrie Irving, non-factor in the fourth quarter. The dude had one assist. He's your point guard. He had one assist in 45 minutes. Um, Kevin Durant was, you know, 30 points on 28 shots. But if you watch Durant closely... He struggled for the first three quarters, and then he carried him in the fourth. Um, and the Bucks get a Drew Holiday layup. Drew Holiday, not very good, four for 14. Um, but basically, Middleton and Giannis scored 68 of 86 points in a throwback game that ended 86-83. I don't know, Rob. It still feels like the Nets um, win this in five, gentlemen sweep, and then Budenholzer gets fired. Your thoughts? I would mostly agree with that. Um for every reason that you ripped Ty Lue and him throwing everything at the uh, the wall and trying these uh, rotations that don't make sense, I'll give him credit in that he's at least trying to do something different in hopes of getting something to happen. Because, you know, the, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Well, anybody with 
working eyes could tell you that Brooke Lopez cannot play in this series against Brooklyn. And he's seven feet tall, and he's been guarded in the post by Kevin Durant. Can't move him off the block. He's seven feet tall, being guarded by Kyrie Irving above the three-point line, and can't hit a shot over him. He was the only Bucks starter who had a negative plus-minus. He was one so, of seven shooters. Yeah, Brooke Lopez. But the problem is, like, I thought P.J. Tucker would be a factor in the series beyond, like, getting in Kevin Durant's face. P.J. Tucker, team high, plus 10. But, Rob, like, he's not the same corner three-point shooter he was with the Rockets a couple years ago. Have you noticed? It's like he he just can't make a shot. Right. Well, I mean, if you're going to play that game, neither can Giannis. Six of 16 <laughs> outside the paint. Listen, um, I, I'm not. I, I'm going to save my ammo for, for Giannis. Um, he seems like a really nice guy. He stayed in a small market. Rob, I, the playoffs are kryptonite to this guy. He had another 10-second violation on a free throws. Like, bro, what do you, like, wake up. This routine you've got at the foul line is an embarrassment. You, why is he shooting eight three-pointers? You know bro. what's funny is somebody asked him about that, and he's like, well, you know, if they're there, I'm going to take them. <laughs> they're there for a reason, you ass exactly. clown. Exactly. Gosh. Exactly. I, I mean, it's almost frustrating because, like, Bucks fans, even when he shoots it, are like, oh, geez. And then if it happens to go and he made one uh, in the fourth quarter, like, going crazy, but... I mean, listen, this is the reality, man. He's got a humongous hole in his game. I just, I don't know if it's fixable, Rob. He's one of these enormous humans. Like Shaq could never shoot free throws. He has like enormous hands. Can't palm, can't like get a good grip on the ball. And Giannis just looks clunky shooting the threes. I don't know. Now Kawhi had the same issue coming out. Remember San Diego State, he came out, could not shoot at all. Like literally awful shooter from three. And they got the shot doctor, Chip England, I believe is his name. Within like four years, Kawhi's making threes left and right. So Giannis needs to pay the greatest shooting doctor in sports and just get in the gym with him this summer. Because, Rob, I don't see a path to success for these guys unless Giannis can expand his game. And I know that sounds crazy. Did he win two MVPs or one? He won two, right? I think he won back-to-back. It's it's weird to say, I, I don't know how this guy can extend his game and get better when he's got two MVP awards, but like he's just not a great postseason player, right? Yeah, I would agree. But you know, I will push back on this. And I, we've had a lot of people that we've spoke to on this pod, on the radio show, on different outlets. I disagree with the idea that he needs to become a good shooter. I think he could be very productive in the postseason if he had any kind of post game. Like, if you could just throw him the ball anywhere near the basket and, and trust he's going to make a good move to get you two points, that's just fine too. Can you just surround him with shooters? I, I would agree with that, right? Get get down in the paint, use your length, and dominate. I guess my problem is, you know, and this is a guy who's been skinny all his life. I, I, I don't totally know his background, but the most of the times when I see him go into the lane, it's for easy dunks. I don't know that he likes to bang. And, you know, Anthony Davis was one of these guys who grew up as like a guard and then had this huge growth spurt. He don't like to go inside and bang. Like, Giannis, I never see him post up and get the ball or call for it. Do you? No, he doesn't have a post-up game. Right. I mean, like, so I don't know that you can do that to someone. What is he, 26? Can you just all of a sudden, hey, you're going to be a back-to-the-basket guy. Like, Kobe knew to extend my career Man, I got to get it back to the basket. Michael Jordan, same deal. LeBron James, 
he's gotten better at it, but he's also gotten better at threes. Um, I don't know. I, I just I don't have a lot of optimism surra- surrounding Giannis. Um, and I this Bucks team, like, okay, Budenholzer's going to get fired, but is that going to solve anything? Like, are they all of a sudden going to be like, oh, we got it. We got a new coach. We're fine. Like, right. I don't think this is Mark Jackson and the Warriors, and we're going to get Steve Kerr, and then we're going to insert Draymond, and presto, we're going to make the jump to light speed. I, I don't—do you see that? I really don't, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep my uh, Giannis slander to a minimum because he could be part of the hashtag future Laker starting five pretty soon. All right, so. before we get to our guest, Jared Greenberg, last question. And this is getting tougher, and you can you can alternate each night. I, I don't know if it's the second-best two-guard in the league or the first— but where are you? And I'm going to continue to ask you this on the Donovan Mitchell versus Devin Booker debate. And I mean, listen, Donovan Mitchell is freaking dynamite. Like he's like unstoppable at this point. But at the same yeah. time, so is Devin Booker. Right. I mean, w- what hurt Donovan Mitchell earlier in his playoff career? I know there was a big stat about how he had the one of the highest um, points per game in the postseason for any guard ever. Like it was, it was up. There's like an, over like 28, 29 points at one point. Um, but nobody mentioned he was shooting sub 40% in those times. Mm. Well, it, since the bubble and these last uh, two games, specifically in this series, he's been lights out in the postseason. Oh, my gosh. So it seems like he's overcome those you know wayward shooting nights, and now he's just locked in, and it's it's really impressive to see. So I got him ahead of uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's notice. fair. Here are the all-time, Rob, all-time leading scoring averages in the playoffs. Michael Jordan, 33. Allen Iverson, 29. Kevin Durant, 29.2. Iverson was 29.7. Number four, Jerry West. After last night, Donovan Mitchell overtakes LeBron James. Fifth leading scorer. Points per game in NBA playoff history. LeBron now falls to six. AD's tied with Rick Barry at seven. Curry's at 10. But uh, Donovan, I think you have to give Mitchell the edge. I have been team Booker for a while. And you know what? They're probably going to face off in the Western Conference Finals. And I think I joked yesterday, these two teams are like clones. Gobert yep. versus Aiton. Mitchell, Booker. Chris Paul, Conley. The big edge I feel the Jazz have is Bogdanovich and Ingles, I feel, are better than Jay Crowder and Bridges. The Bencers, you know, Jordan Clarkson has a, gives them a big edge. I don't know. Uh, you know, without looking far too far ahead, Jazz or Suns, do you have an early lean? Suns will not have home court advantage in that one. My early lean, if they were to meet, would be uh, the Utah Jazz, if everybody's healthy. Yeah. I. And again, maybe it's overreaction to what they're doing to the Clippers, but I think I'm with you. All right, without further ado, let's get to our guest today, NBA TV's Jared Greenberg. He's on TNT studio shows. He does sideline reporters. He's everywhere. Let's welcome in Jared Greenberg. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Hey, it's Kevin Hart. In this basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back all my game tickets. Plus, tickets for 23 of my biggest fans to cheer me on while I enjoy the game. Find your seat. I appreciate the support, people. Eat that pretzel. This will never get old. Use more napkins. 
Yes. Okay, this is starting to get old. Say the tagline. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy. He made news this week. Big time news. And it's funny because Rob and I, you know, talk about the week. We outline it on Sunday and Monday. And he had mentioned, oh, we got Jared Greenberg coming on this week. You know, he's he's all over TV, blah, blah, blah. And then Jared and Kevin Durant had a thing, uh, and it goes viral. Uh, let's just welcome in Jared Greenberg and, uh, you know, TNT guy. Uh, he's on sidelines. He does some studio. I mean, he's a fixture in the NBA. Jared, how are you, man? Good, Jason. Appreciate you having me on, man. It's been uh, It's been a fun week. <laughs> yeah, and and listen, uh, trust me, there would have been some people who would have ducked this uh, uh-huh. after the Kevin Durant thing. Now, let's be real. The Kevin Durant thing was not a thing. Right. And in the long run, like, this is good for your career. You know, puts you on the map. <laughs> Kevin Durant, and we talked about it, Jared. It feels like Durant's going through one of these, like, late Kobe Bryant career moves where he's just being a jerk and ornery to everybody. He had a thing after game one with somebody, too. Yeah, I, I think, you know— I think Durant's thing, and, and you know, I've covered him from Oklahoma City to Golden yeah. State to to now in Brooklyn, and it it kind of feels like he just wants. He, remember that quote he had a bunch of years ago where he said, I'm, "I'm just a hooper," you know. And I think that's his thing is that he just wants to kind of focus on the here and now between the lines on the court, um, and then you know he gets his hands into other things 
uh, whether it be Twitter beefs or, you know, his his business things that his business deals that we've been hearing about that he's doing off the court seem to be spectacular. Um, but, yeah, it just he he wants, you know, he wants it a certain way. And I think he gets a little defensive. And the, the crazy part about what happened the other night with him and I was that, like, I've been known to to not ask softballs and I, I'll ask questions that might get me in some trouble here. But my intention, and maybe I didn't communicate it the best way possible, but my intention for the question was totally blowing smoke, right? Like it was totally a compliment yeah. to him. Yeah. And and that's what kind of got me off. I was like, what wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Very very crazy moment. Now that's the, the the listener here, I'm sure we don't have a lot of sideline reporters listening. Take us through right leading up to the interview. You know, the yeah. game ends. How much time do you have with KD before the interview, uh, if at all? Yeah, zero. Um, you know, is there somebody in your ear? Just take us through the end of the game and the interview and, and, and what leads up to it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, man. And I'm glad, glad you asked that because if you're into the broadcasting industry or you're just an avid viewer of sports on television, I think it is something that behind the curtain that people would find interesting. When, when you're the first game of a national TV doubleheader, the end of your first game is is the equivalent of a fire drill hmm. because you have the second game to get to and you're trying to figure out how much time you have. And the interesting part about what happened after game two was we knew pretty early in the fourth quarter that I was going to talk with Kevin Durant because it was a blowout. And he wasn't going to play in the fourth quarter. So I knew I got I was getting him, which is not always the case. You don't always know that much time ahead of time, who you're going to be talking to. So I knew it was going to be Durant and the game ended relatively quickly, but then Durant took a really long time, which, you know, he's entitled to, to say hi to his mom. Um, There were a couple of other, uh, I think like French Montana was there, a couple of other people (laughs) that he was like chilling with and and we're waiting. and, And I don't know how closely you paid attention, but Marv, and Grant Hill, who's on the broadcast, are tap dancing their way through this because right. we really want to get Kevin Durant. But now the window for how much time I'm going to have is shrinking literally by the second. And, you know, I wear an earpiece in my ear. And finally, when Kevin Durant comes over to me and starts talking to me, that's when the fire drill really starts to happen because that's when our studio in Atlanta and the game, I, what was it? The, uh, I think it was the, was it the Phoenix game. I don't remember what game was, yeah. was after us the other night, but you know, my producer's getting word from both our Atlanta studio and the truck in the next game, wherever that is. And now he's communicating that to me. So like the number one thing in our business, you know, this, like we're always taught, be a good listener, you know, make sure you're hearing everything you say, but it's like the hardest thing in the world because I got a dude yelling in my ear, how much time I have left. He says, no, you have two questions. And then I asked my second question and Durant's second answer was like really, really short. So I don't even hear it because my producer's saying, go one more, go one more. And and so now I have to put that question together. And listen, no excuses. This is my job. I'm here yeah. to get it right. And if I if I mess up, you know, I'm fair game to be criticized. So it, it's just an absolute fire drill, particularly when you're that first game of a doubleheader. And it's fun. Like I, I get an adrenaline rush out of it. I love yeah. it. But but it's it's nuts, man. It, it it feels like for you that any sideline reporter, either whether it's the halftime interview or the end of game, there's, 
oh, that was a softball, what a waste of time, or oh my gosh, I can't believe this person asked that. You know, there's really not a ton of middle ground there. Um, I'm just curious, talk me through your process in the fourth of what you're going to ask Durant. Um, You know, uh, if you, uh, did you think about pushing the envelope like, you know, KD, are you surprised you guys won by 75 points? (laughs) Like, I I don't know, like, I don't know your relationship with Durant. Does he know you? Are you guys on a first name basis? No, Uh, we're definitely, yeah. You you cover the league for a while. You've known him since OKC. Everybody knows Kevin Durant. Right, right, right. Um, But does he have like a, is he more willing to push back on you because he knows you a little bit? I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know if he knows my name. Like he, you know, there are some guys like, you know, the best example I give you is like Steph Curry. Like he, he goes so far out of his way. Like he's such a genuinely nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Not to say others aren't, but like he's, he treats the person interviewing him like a human being. And, and I think the one thing that's gotten to me over the years is I've really been like an advocate for the athlete to try and push back on fans of the media who don't treat multimillionaire professional athletes like human beings. Like I've been an advocate for that. Like these, these guys are, you know, humans as well. But the thing that's bothered me lately, and I've seen it more and more, especially in the, in the NBA is athletes want to be treated with the respect of being a human being and want us to understand what they have going on in their lives and what their job is. But they often don't reciprocate that to members of the media and understand that I'm just doing my job or you're just doing your job. And part of all of this ecosystem that we're all living in is all helping fund and pay for everyone's careers. Everyone, you know, yours, mine, the, the athlete, like the reason why these guys have these enormous contracts over the last few years is primarily because of the media dollars that have come into this. So if you don't like the media, if you don't want the media to be involved, then fine. Are you willing to part ways with the extra $50 million you got on this contract? You know what I mean? It's a fair point. Uh, And, and, you know, I don't know what the ratings are going to be like. I am curious though. LeBron's out. Curry's out. We know those guys have been awesome for the NBA and TV ratings and eyeballs the last decade. You know, part of me likes the new blood, but at the same time, you know, it's like Suns Nuggets game two, second quarter. Am I really locked in or am I maybe seeing what's on DVR or playing FIFA with my kids or something? You know, um, I I don't know. Where are you on the whole ratings thing? First of all, do you check TV ratings ever? Yeah, Casually, you know, just kind of follow on Twitter, you know, a bunch of the, the guys that write about that stuff and listen to some sports media podcasts. You know, I just love to learn about the industry as much as I love to study basketball. Right. But, um, for me, I'm also I'm torn on it for, for this reason. Number one, when the Warriors were putting together their dynasty, I was on the on the top of 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 a, uh, you know, uh, my my pedestal here saying, you know, you all need to appreciate what we have, what's going on. And you should love greatness, whether you're rooting for them or rooting against them. I don't I don't care. But just like I, I want to be able to tell my kids and my grandkids that, you know, I, I covered one of the greatest teams ever. Like, how cool is that? People that got to cover Jordan, I envy, right? Like that, that's unbelievable. Um, on the other hand, you know, people who have been begging for more parody, this is what you get, right? Like this is a product of that. But at the same time, like, I don't believe LeBron is done, but LeBron is clearly coming to an end here at some point. Um, you know, we need that next generation of guys who are going to carry the torch. And I think the earlier we get it started, the better for the whole ratings and attention and awareness thing. Um, the, the ratings thing is just so weird to me because I don't know, maybe it's just that I live, eat and sleep basketball, 
But like, it just boggles my mind when I hear people talk about like the ratings aren't that good. But meanwhile, like all you hear people talking about on, on television and podcasts and on the web, on websites and Twitter is like the NBA. Like that's, that's <laughs> yeah. all. So like, are people just like totally ignoring games or maybe, maybe do we have a faulty rating system? I, I don't know. I, it is weird. You know, the social media stuff is obviously dependent on who you follow. Right. But even p- getting pumped into your timeline, you know, is NBA on some level. I do wonder, though, uh, and we talked with Henry Abbott about that about this this week. So when Jordan retired, uh-huh. there was this big malaise of ratings and lack right. of interest. And, you know, there were still stars, Iverson, right. Kobe, Shaq in their infancy. But there was a period of, of toughness in the league. And, you know, San Antonio Spurs being dominant wasn't Not great a, for the league. No. You know, they had to change <laughs> rules. Final scores were like 82-79. LeBron goes to the Heat, and we have a ratings explosion. You know, right. Celtics get back to good. So, on some level, like you said, everybody wants parity. But, Jared, aren't super teams kind of good for the NBA? Oh, like, 100%. you want someone to hate? Uh, yeah, want somebody to watch, you know. Watch that, that you know. too. Yeah, and I'm with you though. But hate usually draws people in just as much as love and passion. I, I think you're probably right on that. But yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it's weird. It's it, it, like I, I don't. Adam Silver always talks about he doesn't want parody to be defined as, and I'm paraphrasing him here, but but he doesn't want parody to be defined as like every team is equally as good or as bad as each other. He defines it as something to the effect of there is an opportunity for all of these teams to compete at a high level. Like that opportunity is there. They're not being held back by their market size, by their TV contract, by ownership, whatever it may be. So for me, like I want both. And I think we can exist in a world where there is both. Like if you're a small market team in Memphis or New Orleans or here in Milwaukee, where I am, if you are smart about how you spend your money and you invest in developing talent, you don't need to, you know, rely on Kevin Durant coming to sign with your franchise to be relevant. You should be able to be good enough at the same time as a basketball fan, which I think people forget we are first and foremost, like I wouldn't be doing this if I wasn't. Yeah. I love watching great basketball because what happens with parody often is games are close because both teams suck. (laughs) Right. Like, you know, the Golden State Warriors, for me, was so much fun to watch because of how beautiful the game was. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything, even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by JPMorgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin 
Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm curious where you are on the whole Giannis Milwaukee thing, Zion, New Orleans. Like Giannis stays and everybody championed it. What a great decision. Here we are and... They're on the verge of losing to the Brooklyn Nets, getting bounced again. Right. And it's almost like, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. Giannis made a mistake. Now, a lot of people will say, you know, some of your colleagues on, you know, inside the NBA, that was a great decision, so smart. And then they'll kill Giannis for never winning. And it's like, I don't know, Jared. I just have this weird feeling where it's like, they can't win unless they team up and win, right? right. And And so that's what they ultimately should do, right? No. And and here's the, the funny mm-hmm. thing about what I think we lose sight of in the moment is just because Giannis signed a contract and a very handsome contract doesn't mean he's still at some point this year or next year or two years from now could say, I want out and they would have to trade him. Right. Like and and from what we've seen over the last few years with some of these guys like James Harden and Anthony Davis and and others, uh, Paul George, they it's not even like they lose leverage on which team they get to pick like Anthony Davis, James Harden, Paul George handpicked the team they wanted to get traded to after they had signed mega deals. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think the NBA has got a massive issue on its hands and the players association has a massive issue on its hands. And I don't know how much in the weeds you want to get on this, but just the, the top line issue is when the NBA instituted these super max contracts, they, didn't see far enough into the future that the guys who would be offered supermax contracts would have already made over $150 million in their career. And while money was important, happiness was more important because they had that luxury because they already had $150 million in the bank. So they didn't need to take that supermax and sit there and say, uh, I'll be unhappy in this city in an organization that's not going to surround me with the proper talent um, and, and not pay into the luxury tax to help make us better. 
Right. And then the other part of it with like Giannis is, I don't know. And, and I hate to kill coaches on this because I have a lot of great relationships, with a lot of great coaches around the league, but I don't think it means you're a bad coach. I just think we've, we've really learned over the last couple of years that fit matters. Yeah. Like the coaching staff and the players need to mesh and they need to be on the same page. And the coaching staff needs to learn how to maximize what the players have. And I, I don't know that Giannis has had that yet. Oh, oh wow! Okay, I didn't expect I didn't expect you to go 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 that yeah. route. But uh, wait, I want to back up to what you said about happiness. Like Kyrie Irving, you would think he would have been happy in Cleveland, winning championships with LeBron or a title with LeBron, and then he goes to Boston, and you'd think he'd be happy. Brad Stevens, very good coach, young stars, and then he's not happy, so he goes to Brooklyn, and now he kind of handpicks Durant, and they get right. James Harden. Is it happiness because you've got your stacked team and you're winning because? I, again, you you make a great point about the money. Like, okay, hundred fifty million for you know his second contract. You know, what's another two hundred million? And right. don't just say two hundred million because you know these guys are extremely wealthy. It almost feels like they've bought in on some level to the social media yelling legacy top ten player Charles Barkley, TNT, Fox, ESPN. Everybody's saying legacy, right. legacy, legacy, and that is almost getting in the heads. It feels like of all the young players. To a certain extent. Yeah, I think so. But I, I also think like one of the parts I go back to me being an advocate for remembering that these guys are human beings. It's it's not uh, it's not up to us to determine what their happiness is. And I, ma I made that a very vague statement, but I think it could apply to anything. I think happiness could be winning. Yeah, I think it could be a geographical location like, mm. you know, uh, go back to J.J. Redick, obviously not a superstar, but like he was pissed off that he couldn't get back to the Northeast because he just wanted to be closer to his family right. who was living in Brooklyn, right? Like, like little things like that. Um, the, who the coach is, who the GM is, who the owner is. Um, and yes, who your teammates are, I think matter for some of these guys. And, 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 and the other part of it too, which I think is interesting. And I, I won't name any names here because I don't have this, you know, I, I have not confirmed this with any of these guys necessarily, but I don't know, like, Sure, I believe that the overwhelming majority of guys in the NBA have a desire to win a championship. But then I also think there's a fraction of guys in the league who are just happy playing in the league and they're not motivated by championships and they're not that same competitive guy. Like a lot, there's a lot, there's, there's, there's some guys in this league who play basketball because they're 6'9, 250, right? Like that's why they play basketball and they're not all devoted to trying to become at all time great. Well, how about this? Try to put a name on it. I'll, I'll, I'll offer some names if you don't want to. Is is a guy like Porzingis, who we hear reports that he's at the hotel bar multiple nights a week. He just likes being a celebrity, yeah. seven foot three tall. Women obviously gravitate toward the guy. Now, is Porzingis I, I one relate. of these guys? I can relate to him. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> tough. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to Very focus difficult. on your job when you just got yeah. women coming all over you. Uh, but no, that's, that's a fair point. So let's bring it forward to this offseason. Okay, we have right. heard in the past, Kevin Durant said, I'm happy in OKC. I'm signing. I'm signing. I'm out. You know, right. uh, Paul George, Anthony Davis, all these guys. Damian Lillard, is he in Portland game one of the 2021-2022 season? Not as an opponent, but is he staying in Portland right. or does he demand his way out? I think he stays. I think he, I think they figure out how to make some moves around him. And unfortunately that probably means CJ McCollum's got to go, but I also think who their head coach is, is going to make a difference. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think Damian Lillard disliked Terry Stotts at all. As a matter of fact, I think yeah, they had a really, really good relationship, but I just think that they, you know, some, some things run its course and you need to try some new things. Um, 
where, where Lillard's going to get crushed here. And this always sucked for a long time because I feel like all of us saw this coming. He was the dude who, by the way, like one of the best in the league to deal with from a media standpoint, Lillard is, but like he stood so firm and was so outspoken about never wanting to leave, you know, not wanting to be a part of a super team, uh, being loyal to the city. And, you know, he's been there for almost 10 years and I don't know that it's, yes, he's the superstar and he needs to, to get the lion's share of the accountability and responsibility. Cause we always put it on the superstars, but like, have they really done enough around him to, to make him succeed? So like now, now that he maybe wants out, all we're going to do is throw in his face, the honesty and the great answers he gave us for the last almost decade about yeah. wanting to stay there and wanting to be loyal and not wanting to be a part of a super team. So I think that I think they figured out and he stays. Well, you say we, uh, I, I don't know that you or I will do that. I think right. it's, you know, the meatballs on Twitter are right. going to say, oh, look, he said this five years ago. Like right. things change, you know, you get new information, you make new decisions. Uh, no Bradley question. Beal, will he force his way out of Washington? And if so, where? Now he's a unique case because, you know, Zion's Pelicans could say, we're going to trade for Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal will say, yo, I'm not signing with you guys right. when I'm unrestricted in a year. So don't trade for me. Because that's what Anthony Davis's dad did when the Celtics, remember, Celtics right. were hot for Anthony Davis. His dad came out and said, he ain't signing in Boston. He's right. not going there. So don't trade for him. Bradley Beal. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I, I said this at the time. The worst thing I think that happened to the Wizards organization was that they made the playoffs. Because... <laughs> Like they were flirting in the last week of the season of being the 10 seed, which Russell Westbrook was doing his thing. And, you know, I'm, I've always been a big critic of, of Westbrook and, and, you know, I'm just not necessarily the biggest fan of, of the way they go about playing there. And it, it bothered me that I love the playing. Don't get me wrong. Like I love what the NBA has done with that. I think it created excitement and added more integrity to regular season, but we're like, people are trying to throw Russell Westbrook into the MVP conversation because he had a, a great four month stint to get them out of the 10 seed into the eight seed, right? Like, what are we doing? Like, what are, are we forgetting about how bad of a basketball team they have been and what it means to be the eight seed in the Eastern conference? Like that's not an accomplishment. Yeah. Right. So I wondered if making the playoffs and being in part of the play in tournament for the wizards was almost like, Oh, we're, we're getting misled here on, on who they are. It's like sugarcoating the whole thing. And I hope I've been saying this for a couple of years about the wizards. I didn't love the, the John wall trade, but in the end, maybe it made more sense to start over with him and, and Westbrook. And maybe that's a better fit. They got to first decide what they're doing with Scott Brooks. Um, you know, uh, the, the thing, and, and this is kind of a, a bigger picture conversation here, but with the wizards who just reshaped their front office and the Celtics who are going through, uh, reshaping of their front office. Like, I don't understand how all of these teams are doing this, especially teams in mega big markets are doing this without finding out what Masai Ujiri is doing. Hmm. Like he's considered, you know, if we're talking about free agents, like there is no bigger free agent this off season than potentially Masai Ujiri. Like how do we not find out that he doesn't want to come here before we go ahead and reshape our own front yeah. office? I don't want to push back against him because, listen, obviously he's really, really good. If Durant does not get injured in the 2019 finals, mm -hmm. do we think of Masai as still like, oh, my gosh, this guy's amazing. He did this, that, and the yeah. other. 
Um, they uh, and again, I, I'm not knocking the guy. People will perceive that as a knock. It's it's just a reality. Like no, if but KD doesn't go down. Warriors win, and hey, we swung for the fences with Kawhi. We got to the finals. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's a win. I mean, Damian Lillard were killed to get to the finals. You know? And that's exactly right. Like, yeah. the thing that bothers me, and I know our guys on, on inside the NBA are very guilty of this as well, um, but I think it's it, it's a product of their greatness, like Charles and Shaq, like being the elite of the elite. And, and the one thing I've learned about working with those guys is that, like, their mindset is so different. Like, there's a difference between being an NBA player, a really good NBA player, and then, like, you know, one of the best NBA players, like there's something different about your brain, but, but we, we make this such a black and white thing of you're either competing for championships or you suck. Yeah. Right. Like there's no middle ground right now when we talk about things and we never allow for growth. We never allow for the fact that like, we never account for the fact that it took LeBron 10 years to win a title. We never account for the fact or remember that, that Michael Jordan's team struggled for a long time in the eighties before he won titles, right? Like, this league is so difficult to win at a high level. It makes you, it, it punches you in the face before it allows you to get back up on your feet on the canvas and throw a punch. I mean, Boston Celtics are a great point, right? They go to the Eastern Conference Finals three times in four years. Right. They have a, a ton of injuries here uh, and COVID in this past season. And now it's like, do we break up Tatum and Brown? Right. And now there's this Kemba Walker stuff. I don't know where you are on that. Is Kemba Walker in a Boston uniform next season? No. No. Now, I, I, that sounds fun. But Jared, who's taking on Kemba Walker's contract? He's got, I think, an extra... Is it one less year than Porzingis or an extra year? Yeah, it, I, I'm not sure off the top of my head what it is. And I know it's going to be difficult, uh, but I do know from what it sounds like, you know, Boston's going to retain a lot of the support staff around Brad Stevens that Danny Ainge had, including Mike Zarin, who's known to be one of the more creative mm. uh, cap guys in the league. Um, every time I hear that an NBA contract is untradeable, I am setting my alarm on my phone for 48 hours for that guy to be traded because think about it. I mean, how much time did you and I spend on, on podcasts, on, on TV shows talking about ranking, you know, the Chris Paul, John wall, Russell Westbrook contracts over the last yeah. couple of years. And Chris Paul's been traded twice. Al Horford. Yeah. Al Horford. Yeah. Right. Like, so, so it's interesting. Now you said that just triggered something. So, um, you know, Washington took a chance on Westbrook. And they got to the playoffs. Is there a, you know, below average team out there that never sniffs the playoffs? That's like, if we get Kemba and we don't overload him with minutes and, and um, you know, reliance on scoring, we can sneak in the playoffs. I mean, is there a team out there that could actually use Kemba Walker? Because again, Washington, like you said, like they yeah. probably shouldn't have made the playoffs, but they made it. Their fans were geeked. They had Russ. Like, right. that's exciting. Yeah, I'll tell you a couple. I mean, I think. I think Orlando is interesting. They, they need a, you know, they've obviously got Markel Fultz and Cole Anthony, but they could use a veteran point guard. I think yeah. Chicago, Chicago, obviously we've heard all the rumors about them going after a lot of different point guards, but I, you know, we're hearing Lonzo ball and stuff, but um, you know, Ch- Chicago could use a guy like that. And especially, you know, Chicago got screwed this year. They went all in and I love what they did. I, I, I love the chance they took because too many times teams are hesitant, but you trade for Vooch. And in exchange, you give up your first round draft pick, which essentially is an unprotected pick. And now you don't make the playoffs if you're Chicago and you lose your first round draft pick. So like a team like that, um, you know, New Orleans is going to be interesting. What what happens with Lonzo? What is what do they do with with Eric Bledsoe? 
you know, they, they can be looking for, um, you know, a, a point guard of the future, too. Yeah, inter- I mean, New Orleans, I think, is the real story to watch with Zion. And we'll wrap up on this. Look, we've never seen, uh, you know, a first-round rookie, an elite rookie, um, say no to the rookie extension. Right. And I don't—Jared, I, I keep coming back to this. Like, LeBron's decision to leave for the Heatles was such a great, great moment for the NBA. I know it, you know, was like, oh, he's hated, blah, blah, blah. It was huge for the league. I know I don't know if Zion has it in him to be that villain, but if he does that and Zion now is on the market, like Jared, that is awesome for the NBA. I know it stinks for the Pelicans and yeah. their fans, and Zion's going to get hate, but tell me that wouldn't be good if one of the best young players in the league all of a sudden is available to anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I'm torn. You know, I have a lot of good relationships in that that organization, but yeah. I, I I get what you're saying from from the standpoint of like the NBA wouldn't say this publicly, but they love when all this stuff goes on because of how much attention and, and awareness it brings to the sport. There's no question. Um, you know what? It makes this, the sport a 12, 12 month a year yep. conversation. But at the same time, I'll say this about Giannis, the, the little bit that I've got to interview him, like he's, he's a really good human being and not to say it takes a bad human being to do what you're suggesting, but I, I wonder, and I don't, I genuinely don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if a part of this, that competitive fire that he appears to have and that he's going to learn, he's still going to grow and, and mature is going to be like, you know what? I want to, I want to see if I can make this work. And again, like his numbers this year, uh, you know, I, I'm doing my voting for, for all NBA teams. Like it was hard for me not to put Zion on. You didn't have him on one. No, I didn't. Oh, it was hard. Yeah. Uh, he ended up missing you know, a lot of games, but um, I, I left them off on third. I was going to put them on third team. I ended up putting Jason Tatum over him. Okay. And, yeah. Well, so, did you um, have Butler on there? No. I didn't either. Huh. Yeah. Um, but my point is, is that I, I just, as great as Zion's individual numbers were this year, I wonder if that is the wake up call for him this off season to say, listen, I could put up these unbelievable numbers, but if we're not winning, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, and so the, let me interrupt. Hold on, Jared. Yeah. On a title-winning team, can Zion Williamson be your best player? Yeah, I, I don't think we. I don't. I, I can't say no yet to that question. Huh? Okay. All right. Uh, that's interesting because mostly the number ones are wings, right? Or or sure. uh, go, or guards. I we have. But, but just keep this in mind. Remember this. In a while. Remember this. When the Pelicans finally got rolling this year and finally started yes. to make a run, he was the point guard. Mm-hmm. Stan Van Gundy. It took him like two months into the season to recognize. The offense needs to run through every possession, Zion, because there was a couple early season, late close games where the inbound would come to Brandon Ingram and Zion wouldn't touch the ball on multiple late game possessions. And you're just sitting there scratching your head being like, dude, he's the most dominant inside presence we have. He's the closest thing since Shaq in terms of his ability inside the paint to score with defenders draped all over him. And he's not touching the ball. So Stan finally said, you know what? He's getting the ball to start the possession and we'll run our offense through him. Mm. Brandon Ingram for Kemba. I, I'm sure that, uh, you know, Brandon Ingram, Brown and Tatum is like three of si- the similar player on Boston. Right. I don't know if they'd want to do that on the wing, right. but um, 
Yeah, I think more more Zion, less Brandon Ingram probably is a winning path for the Pels. I forgot that, you know, uh, Stan Van Gundy, you've done a lot of stuff with him, right? Yeah. Uh, and and other gentlemen in the Pelicans. So I, I hope yeah. I didn't put you on the spot too much. No, no, no. I, listen, um, I'll talk about anybody. I, yeah. and, and these guys know too that, you know, uh, it's, it's like I said at the beginning with you, I, I deserve criticism if I mess things up and they know that they, that they can be criticized. Listen, there's nobody more upset that they didn't make the playoffs this year than the Pelicans. Like yeah. there's nothing you or I could say to criticize the Pelicans that they're already not saying internally. Yeah. I know. And this is tough, but like you literally have one job. You have Zion. The second they won that ping pong lottery, right. it's how do we build a winner around this guy? And then what? Two years, no playoffs. Um, they, they, they better make it next year or yeah. it's no. going to, it's going to be real, real difficult. And the hey, West hey, is not I, getting easier. The West is not getting easier, but they're getting better. And I think it just goes back to like Zion's numbers might not be as good next year as they were this year, but I think they'll be more impactful. A Trey Young type uh, step back to go forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I mean, Trey, Trey Young, Young was uh, like second in the league in scoring last year, but they lost a million games. Dude, you don't know how many Twitter battles I had with people and I, I, I shouldn't engage my in this type of stuff, <laughs> but like people at the trade deadline, I'm sorry, at the all-star break were, were in Atlanta were so upset that Trey Young wasn't an all-star this year. And and now they're coming back at me saying, look, look what Trey Young's doing in the playoffs. Yeah, look, he's a different player today yeah. than he was before the all-star break. He was not an all-star. And that's why he didn't make it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jared Greenberg, sideline guy, studio host, all-knowing NBA Oracle. <laughs> Jared Greenberg. Hey, Jared, great stuff. And, uh, you know, good luck on all the sideline interviews the rest of the playoffs. Thanks for asking me a lot of real questions. Appreciate it. <laughs> Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Kevin Hart here. This basketball season, Chase Freedom Unlimited is helping me cash back on everything. Even the sound system that auto-tunes the game. Curry from way downtown. Defense. Will the owner of a red sedan please visit guest services? Bet you've never heard cash back and sound like that. Cash back like a pro with Chase Freedom Unlimited. Chase, make more of what's yours. Restrictions and limitations apply. Cards are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality? High quality and immersive sound? A sleek design? All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro Series has all of those and the Roku Streaming Experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day, and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro Series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland, a man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. 
an ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian-trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts.